Hello, today is Saturday, November 11th, 2023, and this is Read Through the New Testament. Today we're going to read Mark 5, verses 1 through 20, and we are going to read 1 Corinthians 1. We get to start a new book today. Yep, I'm noticing at the back of our book that this is day 50. Oh. That means we're exactly a third of the way through. That's right, 150 days. Uh, We've got the reading provided 150 days. Yeah, so you're a third of the way through. You're almost there, guys. (laughs) Time's flying. Time is flying, yeah. Okay, so Mark chapter 5. Uh, 1 through 20. Here we go. They came to the other side of the sea. And remember, Jesus had just calmed the storm. Mm-hmm. So they were on the Sea of Galilee. And now, verse 1 of chapter 5. They came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gerasenes. And when Jesus had stepped out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit. He lived among the tombs, and no one could bind him any more, not even with a chain. For he had often been bound with shackles and chains, but he wrenched the chains apart, and he broke the shackles in pieces. No one had the strength to subdue him. So they're building this up. Like, he broke his chain. No one could subdue him. He was a wild, crazy guy. Super strong. Super strong. Uh, yeah. Okay. Then night and day among the tombs and on the mountains, he was always crying out and cutting himself with stones. And when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and fell down before him. And crying out with a loud voice, he said, What have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? I adjure you by God, do not torment me. For he was saying to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. And Jesus asked him, What is your name? He replied, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he begged him earnestly not to send them out of the country. Now a great herd of pigs was feeding there on the hillside, and they begged him, saying, Send us to the pigs, let us enter them. So he gave them permission, and the unclean spirits came out and entered the pigs. And the herd, numbering about 2,000, rushed down the steep bank into the sea and drowned in the sea. And the herdsmen fled and told it to the city and in the country. And people came to see what it was that happened. And they came to see Jesus and saw the demon-possessed man, the one who had the legion, right? The one who was bound in these chains and nobody could control him and they tried to bind him. Here was Jesus. He was... Sitting there, clothed in his right mind, and Which they were afraid. People should be thankful for. Yeah, that they were afraid. Yeah, just the ways of God. People should be thankful for the ways of God, but they hate it. And those who had seen it described it to them what happened, and the demon possessed man, and to the pigs, and they began to beg Jesus to depart from their region. As he was getting into the boat, the man who had been possessed with the demons begged him that he might be with him, and he did not permit him, but said, "Go." to your friends and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. You know, and that's what New Testament evangelism is. You, you've been affected, you've been changed, and you just need to go and tell others about what God has done for your soul. Hmm. It's simple as that. And he went away and began to proclaim in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him, and everyone marveled. Okay, and this is a Gentile region yeah, more, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of unique. Yeah. 
All right, so be sure, though, in doing your summaries that you leave room for the rest of Chapter 5. Because yep. we have more on that. And often, like, the, the phrase, that the garrison demoniac, right? The demoniac from Gadara or garrisons. Yeah, so that would be a good way to summarize yep. that story. Yep. Okay, now 1 Corinthians Chapter 1. All right, here we go. This is a, a letter from Paul to people who live in a city called Corinth. Yep, and we read about this in Acts chapter 18 right. when he started the church there. He stayed there for uh, 18 months, and now he's away, and now he's writing back to them. And yep. And we'll talk about more overview ideas in class yep. on Tuesday. Okay, verse 1 of chapter 1. Paul, called by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus and our brother Sosthenes, to the church of God that is in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints together with all those who in every place call upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, both their Lord and ours. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that was given you in Christ Jesus, that in every way you were enriched in him in all speech and all knowledge, even as the testimony about Christ was confirmed among you, so that you are not lacking in any gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will sustain you to the end, guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful, by whom you are called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree... And that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same judgment. For it has been reported to me by Chloe's people that there is quarreling among you, my brothers. Hmm, sounds like Romans. There was quarreling between the Jews and the Gentiles. Now we've got quarreling again. Common church problem. Very common church problem. Okay, so what I mean is that each one of you says, I follow Paul, or I follow Apollos, or I follow Cephas, or I follow Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you except Crispus and Gaius, so that no one may say that you were baptized in my name. I did baptize also the household of Stephanus, but beyond that, I do not know whether I baptized anyone else. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, and not with words of eloquent wisdom, lest the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of the age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God the world did not know God through wisdom, it pleased God through the folly of what we preach to save those who believe. For Jews demand signs and Greeks seek wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and folly to Gentiles. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God, for the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. 
But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. And because of him, you are in Christ. You are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption, so that, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. Yeah. Okay, some main ideas of chapter one. Um, <clears throat> just typical greetings, and then he introduces one of the common themes of, of the division that's in the church, hoping that there'll be no divisions among you, verse 10. And then he just describes just um, uh, the, the power of preaching. Um, to those who are saved, it's powerful, but to those who are perishing, it's foolishness. And then just considering what the church is, God chose the weak of the world to uh, shame the strong. Verse 31 says, so, so that they will boast in the Lord. Yeah, the church not is not... Themselves. Yeah, the church is not made up of strong, self-sufficient people. It's made up of weak power, weak people um, who are not of noble birth, but just normal people that God saves. He chooses to bring into his church. Mm-hmm. So we've got greetings and we've got divisions and we've got the power of preaching and weak people yeah something like that yeah the the church is weak yeah filled with weak people okay thanks we'll see you bye bye bye